What's good, world? I want to welcome you to our first installment of the G-Funk Junkies podcast. I am your host, WiseUp89, a.k.a. 2Dope, here with my co-host, 6190E. What's going on, brother? What up, Chicano Rap World? I am honored to be one half of the G-Funk Junkies with none other than the Flecha Dropper himself, the out-of-print collector and Chicano Rap enthusiast, my homie Wise, 2Dope. What up? Hey, what's up, homie? You ready? I'm ready. All right, then. For the first episode, we're going to jump right into Mr. Shadow's 1997 classic, Till I Die. Damn, Wise. We're just going to hit him up with some heat right off the bat? Yeah, so I just want to kick it off with a few little facts. The original version of Till I Die was intended to be a uh, collaboration effort between he and uh, none other than uh, San Diego's very own Little Rob. Till I Die, the album, uh-huh. was actually supposed to be Shadow and Little Rob, a.k.a. the Mayhem Click. So this was supposed to be the Mayhem Click originally. So I, was, I, I thought that was really interesting. And I always wondered why Little Rob was on like four or five of the, of the tracks on the album. So, you know, I'm not sure if you caught that when you saw the uh, original interview. Yeah, I got to, I got to peep it out. And then uh, second little fact is that the original Till I Die had 13 tracks and the reprint has uh, 16. So I, I happen to have the reprint from Eastside Records. Which uh, which version do you have, Six? Um, I got actually, I believe also it got reprinted, but I, it was also in 1999. But this one's an Eastside Records Beyond Entertainment collab. Oh, and it also okay. has 16 tracks. Right on. But I also owned... The one that you have as well uh, is the original print hard to find with 13 tracks. You know, you really can't find dates and original prints easily accessible on the Internet. I mean, now you probably can through like Discogs. You know, I guess before the only place you could really find that information was probably on uh, brownpride.com. Remember that shit? Brown Pride. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, shout out to them, man, for, for kicking off something that, you know, at the time was probably very innovative and probably the first of its kind at the time because what well, that was like 97 the internet was still pretty brand new <laughs> um so you know they probably kicked off a lot of things that we probably aren't aware of you know right right um just one thing that i want to add um when i bought the the east side record of beyond entertainment release the only thing different than from what i have from my current just only east side record release uh, the CDs look the same with the black old English letter, but the first copy that I bought had a white background and black old English letters as this current one that I have, same black old English letters, and it looks more like a blank CD. Yeah, like a, a reflective um, boom, silverish kind of color, there right? There you go. Yeah, mine's the same way. Let me Let me kind of start this off with my views on a few things, man. I think this is probably one of the most iconic covers in the genre just because of the magnitude and the weight that this album itself carries but uh you want right. you want to tell me your thoughts on the on the cover what can i say uh how often do you see um san diego being sported on jerseys on a cd cover uh that was one of my first experiences thinking that was cool uh like that the mr shadow is in the same kind of font that the amici park city park uh, sign is that that's pretty cool that he's uh you know paying homage to that definitely a, a unique 
unique unique cover but uh looking at the cover now dude i actually i didn't realize how young he was you know which which is another interesting thing when i i heard some of the interviews he he was uh 16 at the time when he started recording <laughs> So now you start doing shows around how, around how old were you at this time again? 16. 16 years old. Damn. I was the youngest in the game, period. Like from San Diego to LA that was making the noise, I was the youngest one out of all of them. I mean, think about that, dude. You know, can you, can you think about when you were 16 and the sound of your voice on the microphone, or even now, you know, some people aren't very comfortable with the sound of their voices, but I remember how I sounded at 16 and it's like, it didn't sound commanding over the over the recording you know what i mean strong presence very strong vocal presence that's for sure yeah yeah most definitely um you know one of the things that i think is funny and i, I heard it on another uh, on another uh interview was that shadow and not, not necessarily that he's irked by the fact that people always tell him and refer back to this as being like his greatest you know his greatest product out there it's funny that songs that most of artists hate, other people like. Dog, like till I die. Oh, that's your best shit, mother. Dog, have you heard my new shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think, I think he probably underestimates it himself how much of an impact this means. You know how much this means to the fans. Right. I, I don't remember the first time I heard the whole album because I downloaded this when when you know Limewire was the shit. But uh, I do, I do have a lot of good memories of of many of these songs, specifically with the beginning, right? Uh, I mean, what a way to kick off the fucking album! Tell me, tell me your thoughts on 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 this song, "Till I Die." Oh man, okay. Uh, let me take a a shot, Don Julio Seventy, real quick. To just, uh, I got a, I got mic fright right now. Orale, échale. Because now we're about to really get it off. Ahí está. Ooh, smooth. Okay. Here are my thoughts. Okay, "Till I Die." Uh, I bought the I bought the reprint with with Beyond and Eastside. Uh, I went up to, I went to the Spring Valley Swap Meet. I was, this was like in early '99. Uh, one of the Swap Meet went up to the Chicano the booth. The first booth that I saw were selling CDs, and I asked which Shadow CD was the song that had him and Little Rob rap into the scary. Beat. That's exactly <laughs> how I described it. Yeah. So. Um, like I said, other than that, I I opened it, saw the cover, white CD cover, black old English letters, saw him standing in front of Amici, and then I went, I forgot where I played it at, but I know when as soon as I played it, the first time just being blown away by hearing the beat. That beat is still just, it's mesmerizing, man. That beat is one of the unique beats that hands down, I could never, never mistake it. Mm -hmm. uh, the song was the song was on, on constant repeat for me after that. Reciting every lyric that I could, especially mostly the chorus. <laughs> I used to actually get headphones on my Skip and Walkman and used to try to put the homies up on game. So it was, uh, one thought about that song was it, it was cool that he mentions uh, Chavez in a rap song. I was so used to hearing like black boxers being referenced in oh yeah Holyfield the real deal yeah. Holyfield right <laughs> yeah Sugar Ray and then yeah yeah and the Tyson of course Ali mm -hmm. you know so to hear Chavez was different and 
And as Shadow's career, you know, goes on, you know, you find out that it was raps that he's an avid boxing fan. Because it's cool because I like boxing myself. But mostly now reflecting on it, because obviously when I was 16, well, when I was 14, I couldn't even fathom, you know, what the hell he was talking about. I just loved the song. So the, the song had a strong presence no matter what your your maturity level was or brain capacity, whatever. It's just uh, what now that I hear it, and I'm just shocked even more as I got older, just how complex his lyrics was at the age of 16. You know, I'm just going to say a couple of things that he was just rapping about. I mean, at 16, he's rapping about the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, uh, his slow given multiple sclerosis, stating he's the rapping Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, leaving leaving no witnesses like Cato Kalen. You know, that's the guy who was in the O.J. Simpson You trial. know, when you mentioned that um, earlier to me this year, I... I'm telling you, dog, I, I had never caught that. Like, I was fucking hurt it, and I'm like, is he is he saying Kano, like, that motherfucker from Mortal Kombat? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, like, yeah. I can see Fatal, Mortal Kombat. I'm like, I, that that was a reference I was picking up, but it wasn't until you mentioned it to me earlier this year that it was like, ah, oh, shit, it, you know, leave no witnesses like Kato. And then I was thinking about that show, O.J. Simpson versus the People, and I was like, okay, Kato, yeah, that's right. Like, it, it finally clicked yeah. for me, you know, me cayó el 20 and shit. Well, well, not only that, it like, isn't it crazy how you even look at the song even deeper once you find out what the hell he was talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. You understand when you're older? That's so. Um, other than that, you know, he uh, he reps out the one of the samples that he uses for the song. He reps out Atomic Dog. Um, I believe right there, uh, of course, among other artists and other songs in San Diego rap, but this one right here just, of course, rose the bar even high yeah absolutely i mean, I mean to me they go rifa homie you know like absolutely dog like th this is one of those not only is it a san diego anthem but i think it's just a hood anthem in general i mean you go onto youtube and you and you play the song and you read the comments and it's like everybody's with it from um washington from fucking colorado from other parts of of the country just you know really digging this even though this is this is a very specific song. If you listen to the title, or to the chorus, you know, it's it's strictly representing San Diego, but motherfuckers all over the place were feeling it. So, you know, I always thought that was cool. But uh, I what I think is really cool about this is, is the story of how this song came to be. You know, because I feel like that's what's missing in Chicano rap is those stories oh. of how things went down, how these songs were made, how they were recorded, what those studio sessions look like. So... When I, I first caught a glimpse of, of uh, the making of this or, or how this came to be was on um, it was on YouTube many years ago and uh, Kool-Aid was interviewing Shadow. But this was like a two minute clip, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what happened to the rest, but I guess they were down in Amici Park and, you know, she was saying that she remembers when a young Shadow had brought this over to her. And that was all she mentioned, you know, like two minutes. And I was like, oh, OK, cool, you know. But uh, lucky for us, you know, Tony, Tony A was able to have a very prolonged uh, interview with with Shadow where he he went into great detail of how this came around. You know, he said that they recorded this song, right? They hit up uh, hit, uh, not Hitman, um, BMF. I told Steve Vicious, I want the baddest makeover of More Bounce to the Ounce and Atomic Dog mixed together. Okay. So a week later, he shot me till I die, the beat, the instrumental. And I spit it, and I did it like nobody had ever done it before. So that song, I recorded on a Sunday. 
Now, you go to a radio station, everything's closed. I didn't know that because I was fucking 15. I was about to be 16. Right. And I, I said, you know what? I like this song so much. Let's go to the radio station. My homeboy hit man from my neighborhood. He said, fuck it, let's go. So we went on a Sunday around 3 or 4 in the afternoon to the radio station, Z90. Knocked on the door. Parking lot's empty. One DJ comes out. Oh, dog, can't let you in because I'm going to get fired. Come back Monday through Friday during business hours. I was like, oh, come on, homie. Just let me show you this real quick. Right. Oh, no, I can't, bro. I'll get fired. Cool. And whoever that DJ was that originally turned him down, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Because you, <laughs> you almost made this shit never happen. If by chance or by the grace of God you get to hear this podcast, fuck you. Fuck you for almost turning this shit down and almost making it never happen because this is one of the greatest pieces. This is this is a fucking a tribute to humanity. You know, like uh like how the the, the <laughs> like how the seven wonders of the world are, you know, like a, a testament to humanity. This is what this the song was, you know. But uh but on a positive <laughs> note. But on a positive on a note, positive note. Thank you, Rhodium Radio. Thank you, Rhodium thank Radio, you, Rhodium for Radio. putting this out. <laughs> Uh, but you know, thank you to Hitman for taking Shadow, you know, on a whim on a Sunday afternoon down to the fucking station and not giving up, backing up the little homie. And you know, you know when Lisa uh, Vasquez rolled up and Shadow and and Hitman were in the in the parking lot, you know, they didn't get any sort of hesitation to go and ask a second time. And that story is is pretty interesting because you know Lisa gave him the time of day and all he asked was one minute you know just one minute to listen to the song and in that fucking minute dude like just the beginning the way that the beat drops and the way that that shadow introduces himself right introduce and seducing your mind yeah i mean just it, it it's it's such a great way to kick off the song it's a great way to introduce the fucking album. I mean, the the first song you hear is this banging ass beat. The beat itself, I you know, I I'm a sucker for samples, especially if it's a more bounce to the ounce sample that can be flipped correctly. It's to me, it's almost unrecognizable. I didn't realize it until uh, WhoSampled.com listed it as a uh, as a more bounce to the ounce sample, and that was like maybe seven years ago, six years ago that I found that out. I was like, holy shit. Same with, I'm, I'm on the same boat. I'm on the same boat with you, Karnak. Yeah, like I could hear traces of Atomic Dog, but I, I couldn't make out that, that very clean sample of More Bounce of the Ounce. So, you know, fucking. So props to VMF for being able to mask such a well known um, song, you know, especially in West Coast rap. Yeah, I just uh, was so impressed by him just rapping like flawlessly fast without any messing mm. up mumbling no accent no running out of breath just one smooth transition he just amps it up in the first verse and twice in the last verse and he just takes control of the beat and just goes back to rapping back to normal um the song will always be unique especially for us i will never skip this song many memories of my teenage years top 10 chicano rap song of all time oh absolutely in reality five absolutely in reality five absolutely doug i don't think there is anybody that listens to chicano rap and doesn't have this song on their top 25 you know what i mean like top 25 most played or, or in their fucking library in general um and if you don't have it then give me your damn cd <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh you know, you know what's even crazier dude is that there isn't a weak verse in that song i mean from beginning to end there isn't a weak verse 
my favorite is the third, obviously, because of what you said. Um, you know, the tongue twister was probably the cherry on top. Uh, you know, I'll play a little clip for everybody to know what I'm talking about in the event that if you're Patrick Starr living under a fucking rock and unaware of, of this fucking song. <laughs> You know that that to me was was just incredible, um, and it's and it's interesting too because, uh, as he mentioned in that Tony A interview, like he had to figure out how to distinguish himself from existing rappers, right? Because San Diego, you know, San Diego is the mecca of Chicano rap, and at that time, you know, everybody that was coming out, right? Uh, you know, Night Owl had his own style, Little One had his spooky rap style. Uh, you know, his his Bro. former uh, group member, GPA, had his own style. You know, the, the tribe. Royal had Royal. that, that deep G-punk. Yeah, you know you what know? I mean? Everybody had their own thing. So the fact that he was, especially at such a young age, to not want to be influenced by other people around him and want to uh, distinguish himself, uh, I thought that was really impressive, you know? Yeah, just, just one thing that kind of just... Uh... Damn, Rita. Um, just the fact that, you know, if a radio exec, radio DJ, radio program director, whatever you may call the position, if she recognized it was good and it got radio play and the album amassed, you know, at least success on a, on a regional or small nationwide level, I don't understand why now just a lot of people really discredit the album or discredit the song because he's a Chicano rapper, labeled as a Chicano rapper. That is always that is always just uh, made me mad, you know, because people don't know how big the song was when it was on the you know radio. What? Just people aren't that aware of, of regional hits like We that. have this platform to say fuck you to whoever turned that shit down. Fuck them. Fuck their homies. I, I got your back too. Dope. <laughs> fuck I got fuck your back, whoever <laughs> agreed that this wasn't deserving of a bigger platform, you know? Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. I don't like his voice. <laughs> I don't like his uh, slingshot shirts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, what what I, I thought was really funny, too, is, you know how he said that he, he didn't really have a, a name, right? Like, as, a, as an artist, and... You know, he introduced himself. He's like, I'm Shadow, you know, that's that's my hood name. But can you imagine? Because I guess he, he said um, when Tony A asked him, why Shadow, right? And he's like, well, you know, I'm the darkest of the bunch. So there's always <laughs> Shadow. But can you imagine if his name was Prieto? Like, can you imagine mm. listening to a guy named Mr. Prieto? Like, it, it wouldn't have come off the same way. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been one of those things that, where that, that, that were... I, I would have dismissed it. You know what I mean? Like, a guy... His name is Mr. Prieto. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't have given it a second thought initially. But the fact that he's got not only a very interesting name, because you hear a shadow and you're not really thinking of a of an ethnic name. You know what I mean? Or an ethnic uh, identity. Mm. I, I always thought that was like really that, cool. I like that. You know what I mean? Just very... Not, not, that, it's, um, not that it's very uh, misleading, but it, it doesn't... It doesn't distract you from the fact that he's a very good MC. You know what I mean? Like the name isn't distracting. It's not like his name was, you know, um, I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's not like his name was like Mexican boy. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? Like <laughs> shit like that would have like easily 
box them into something else, you know. And so, to whoever named them Shadow, you know, whatever WAP Town member decided, hey, your name is Shadow. Kudos to him because that was probably you know planting the seeds for something greater. One of the things that really stood out to me though, and I'm not sure if you've ever considered this, but there's no curse words in this song. Boom. Damn. Now that I think about it, that always that's something that I remembered and I forget. Yeah. And now <laughs> so you know, wow. it's one, uh, so I curse a lot, you know. I um it's just part of me, you know. I, I I have a pretty big vocabulary sometimes, and then other times you're gonna hear me just massacre my my uh, <laughs> my sentences with curse words. But I always appreciated that this song had no curse words. I mean, if you consider the word "ho" a curse word, I guess it's you know one curse word. But other than that, like the song is devoid of the word "fuck," of the word "ass," of the word "bitch." You know what I mean? Like all the other epithets that you can think of you know it's it's very it's a clean song and it makes you me wonder like okay maybe this is why the radio was so you know why lisa vasquez from you know z90 was was so open to playing the song is because she didn't have to really do anything to the song to edit it and say okay now it's ready for the radio you know what i'm saying just to make a such a a strong lyrical song like that a strong present song without any cuss words I know many people, this is what, from the other realm, whoever's listening may not agree, but this is stuff that Rakim was doing. Rakim released, I believe, all of his music without any cut. Any cut. Same thing. For Shadow to believe a song like this strong, this big, this famous in our genre, speaks volumes. Exactly, dog, because you know how it is. You know, you're 16 and you just want to impress your homies and have a very dirty vocabulary. And the fact that he was able to write down a song and not include any curse words because this you know what he said originally was like hey if this song gets to make it on radio cool if it doesn't it's just a, a song i did for the hood i told myself that and i told my boy too look look dog they say no that's it we'll keep it as a fucking song that i did but if something good happens right we're running with it i i always thought that was impressive that you know with his lyrical prowess he, he was able to he was able to avoid heading into that direction of of having his his song filled with obscenities and curse words you know likewise all right let, let me let me ask you something oh. else though you heard the remix right oh the remix let me rewind a bit all right the remix mm -hmm. yes i have heard the remix i heard it on um you heard it on a different album that I did. God, man, this this song, the version, the the remix is available on so many different compilations because at the time, um, I guess there was a fallout between Hitman and Shadow. Uh, you can hear more about that dispute, that fallout, and you know what it had to do with. He kept doing that and remixing songs because he would have copies of the songs. He would remix the songs and he would fucking. Uh... You know, re-release some under different titles and stupid shit, dog. Just trying to make money off of old, old music, dog. And, you know, finally I put a stop to it. And um, that's it. That's yeah, the last of it. Learn, huh? You know, obviously the root of all, all evil is money. And that, that happened to be the the fallout between Hitman and, uh, and Shadow. But um, 
yeah, this is one. This is during that time where Hitman was putting out a bunch of different compilations, and obviously, it was probably to cash in on Shadow's name, Shadow's talent, and Shadow's popularity. But yeah, you heard it on uh, Out the Bird's Nest. I've heard it on that. I've heard it on. Uh, I think it's on Night Owl's uh, thirteen, chapter thirteen. I think uh, I have it on um, on the best of Beyond Entertainment. Sorry, the best of Beyond Entertainment uh, or Hitman presents the best of. Uh, beyond and then geez i don't know how many other compilations it's on but um the the beat itself don't worry guys <laughs> you'll find it yeah you, find you it. can google it you can go on uh on youtube and and find it i like it i i there was there was a time in my life where i had like 40 gigs on a freaking computer and i had to get rid of some files and i kid you not i i came down to like deleting duplicate songs that i had and sometimes I was like, okay, is the remix better than the original? Should I keep both or whatever? And I was like split. I was like, I don't know which one's better, the remix or the or the original. What do you think is better? Oh, man. I can listen to the remix, but I'm just sticking with the original. Yeah. I, I happen to like yeah. the, the remix a lot. To me, it's split. Some days I prefer the original a lot more than the than the, the remix. And other times I'm like, damn, the fucking remix slaps. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just when you thought it was over. The beat's not bad. I just, between the word, I'm not saying it's not mixed bad. Shit, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a producer, I'm not a mm -hmm. beat maker, but I, I sense a little bit of separation between the beat and Shadow's voice. Really? So, uh, just to try. Just slightly? Slightly. Just because I'm so used to, I'm so used to picturing Till I Die, the original beat, man. I just hear in the cadence of voice. I just hear I, you it, know, man. I it's think it's one of those of songs that was posthumously. No, I'm sorry, not posthumously done. Um, that that was done after the fact and didn't have any input from the artist. That actually came out very good. You know what I mean? Like for for Shadow not not being in there and re-recording any parts of the song. I think it came out really well. I think it it flows on pace because then there's there's remixes of of Shadow songs that I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck were they thinking? You know, just leave the original, but. I don't know, man. To me, it's it's uh, up in the air. I love both of them. I don't really have a favorite. I'm just going to, you know, you say you like the original. I say I, uh, I'm 50-50 with the remix on the original. This was the, the recycled version of another track that BMF had done for another local rapper named LAZ. The song is called... Thanks for the Glecha. Yeah. Thanks for the Glecha. Yeah, that song. Always heard of them. But never knew he rapped to that beat. Yeah, he rapped to a similar beat. It's called uh, Mucking with a G. And you can hear the... It has more of a Atomic Dog uh, presence on the, on the beat. But it has the same synthesizer that goes... You know what I mean? Like the, the little synthesizer or whatever it is. The one thing that I found interesting is that this beat was kind of reused for that. Um, what's even more interesting is uh, I just showed you a couple of days ago that some Norteños were, you know, you could tell that they were they were peeping the scene of what was happening in Southern California, right? Because, uh, you know, not, not to throw shade at them, but they've always kind of been in the shadow of the Chicano rap world, you know, and kind of just following in the in line but trying to carve out their own path as well but uh, i know there's a group out there called uh pvc 
not sure what what PBC stands for, but they have a song called For Life, and they basically looped a part of the song, and uh, you know they they try to get down to it. It just it, it doesn't feel the same. It just can't, it be, just done. can't be done. You just know, once you hear this original song, you're just gonna be like, okay, anything else that that tries to be imitated just can't be duplicated. So would you say that Till I Die has a G-Funk junkie stamp of approval to close it out? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. 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 Well, we spent enough time on just that one song. Uh, What do you think of uh, the next one? Uh, Track number two, What Goes Around Comes Around. What Goes Around Comes Around. One thing I think I'm going to say off the bat is that little one teased us. He should have been on the show. Oh, dude. Say, yes, um, yes. I don't. <laughs> that's that's little one's alley. Now, that, that's his alley. Yeah. You know, but the beat, it, the beat, it's solid, but it does sound like it's in a, in a scare. It does, just does sound like it's in a scary movie and not to take nothing from apocalypse because that hits me different. I mean, the chorus fits the beat good. Uh, this song is the strong reminder of a short-lived shadow that I only see in this album, which it depraves him. It portrays him like as a dark lyricist and slow, and even though he does some tongue twisters, but I like the shadow that goes after that, like in his albums from here mm-hmm. on out. It's like more of a fast-paced, psycho, demented kind of evil, which I feel is better than this kind of evil, like a torturing, slow kind of evil. Um, I I say that the song ends great in the last verse. It's the best verse in the song. Great ending. I think he says, uh, six, six letters in my name, six thoughts up in my brain, six shots to my slug. Got to waking up in a frame, a memory of you because it's all because of me. Till you paid your sins, it's the day I set you free. So, but as I listen to it now, I, I don't skip it, but I do wish it was lower on the track list because the album has to have a variety, but... You know, it goes from Till I Die, it can't be a player if you want to be a hater. I feel it kind of disrupts yeah, the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that part of the verse because that's that's my favorite verse in this song. And going back to what you were saying, right? He's actually going back to that dark theme that you were painting at 666, right? Six letters in my name, six thoughts Ooh. in my brain, six shots from my slug, 666. Like, that's that's really clever wordplay for such a young MC. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Which just adds to, you know, the lyrical prowess. I mean, my, my thoughts on the beat, I, I think it's very forgettable. It's not my favorite beat. Then again, I'm not a fan of that guitar strumming. You know how, you know how, and you see that, that, um, that theme pretty often in, the, in this album where there's like guitar strumming and it, I don't like, I don't like it. I, I don't really like that type of guitar <laughs> sound in a rap song and i'll explain later in, in another song when i bring it up but it wasn't for me all right it, it sounded more like it was filler um but the chorus you know i i actually think it's it's good you know i think he doubles up his vocals if i'm not mistaken so you know it it, it makes for a good sound effect uh, i'm just not thrilled by the song as a whole you know the first time i heard it i now that I listen to it thoroughly, I can bear it somewhat, but it's still one of those things that I, I I'm probably gonna skip. <laughs> this this is the uh, 
after listening to so much shadow later on more g funk more bass uh this is not something that i that i pump in the car i'll yeah. tell you that not that there's nothing wrong with the song it's just, it's just you know, not for me we've heard other shadow yep. material yep. yeah we've heard other shadow material that goes inside the whip. now inside the whip inside the round now that you mentioned putting this shit up in your fucking car what do you make of uh can't be a player if you're a hater oh man <laughs> wow it's one of my favorite songs in the album mm-hmm. uh, I, I love the beat I mean I'm sure you're going to cover the sample oh, on yeah. it um, the, uh, the the album I envision having three videos it, this song would be one of them Ooh. this song just brings yeah. good vibes uh, like I said this song along with Go Ahead was one of my getting ready songs <laughs> uh, this is around the t- <laughs> this is around the time I, you know, I started drinking going to kickbacks House parties, you know. Uh, I like the the is from all the other rap songs. The reversing of the chorus is definitely different. You know, the can be a player if you want to be a hater. Can be a hater if you mm. want to be a player. That's yeah. definitely different. But I'm gonna say, um, uh, this is just um, this is just something that I I really want to that I really want to say, and and I hope people actually uh, get to hear this part. So I truly believe that this song inspired the chorus for dancing, smoking, drinking, the song he has with Don Cisco and Corrupt. Interesting. And the reason, yeah, and the reason is because, let's see, let me find it in my notes here. Um, he says, uh, he says, um, in uh, in Can Be a Player, he says, I'm already seeing doubles. What I'm doubles what I'm drinking. Slowly is how I'm, Slowly is how I'm thinking. Blitz is how yeah. I'm feeling. Already seeing doubles, so doubles what I'm drinking. Slowly is how I'm thinking, and blitz is how I'm feeling. So then compare it to dancing, smoking, drinking. Uh, to compare it to dancing, smoking, drinking, he goes, dancing, smoking, drinking, slowly blinking. And I also feel that, uh, I feel that Little Rob was supposed to be on the song. He, he does mention uh, the mayhem just, click. So. You know, yeah, Andale, yeah, there you go. And ju- there you go. You just laid it out because he says, uh, and I forget with this pain, I inflict, I be sick. The mayhem click coming through where ain't no stopping us. Us, keyword yeah. us. Like I said, um, I still bump the hell out of this song whenever I come across it. No skip for me, man. What about your okay, opinion, man? Okay, so I would love to hear the your first opinion. time I heard this song, I didn't click with it. I thought it was a clown song. <laughs> It's it's a lighthearted beat, definitely. You know, the first time I heard it compared to But why but why did you think? But why did so, you think it was a clown song? That's <clears throat> the beginning, the first seventeen seconds of the song are what bugged me. And you know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I'd listen to like maybe I had a short attention span, right? So fifteen, twenty seconds of a song. I still do you know, and it was like, okay, and he's talking and he and he sounds like he's speaking in a distorted sound. And that always bugged the fuck out of me. And I was like, okay. And there, there was a, a sound effect in the beginning too, that I just I wasn't with it. I was like, all right, fuck this song. You know, I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna the, hear it. I, I downloaded it, but I never deleted it for some odd reason. Go figure. One day, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I think I was cleaning my room or drawing or tagging something. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But this album was playing, right? Like I was playing some shadow songs and the song played in its entirety. 
And it's just one of those things where you realize, like, fuck, man, have I been skipping this song and it was fire all along? You know what I mean? And now that I go back on it, like, I fucking love it, dude. It's just one of my favorite songs on the album. It's definitely outstanding. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it is a lighthearted beat compared to the um, the other songs in this album. And overall, in general, you know, I, I will touch on this a lot later, but it, it's one of those um, things that I feel that Till I Die is a lot more lighthearted than Born Without a Conscience. And there's a lot of what I would call candy-ass beats, you know? And specifically on this song, there's like a little sound of a twinkle or like a sparkling sound. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I do. Yeah, so that part always bugged me and I always thought that it was lighthearted. But now that I go back and I appreciate... Yes, that part. You know what I mean? I was like, this is weird, you know what I mean, for, for a gangster rap song. But now that I go back and I listen to it, I'm like, okay, this this was meant as a fucking pop song. You know what I mean? Not, and not in a bad sense, but it was it was a party song. It was supposed to be like a this is definitely a radio song. You know what I mean? And uh, if you if people are not aware of it, this is a sample of two songs. Number one, it's a sample of uh, of the SOS band. Uh, there is no limit. So the one that goes. You know that part? That's uh, a part of the the sample from the SOS band. And there's a part I can't I can't do an onomatopoeia of the rhythm or the sound effect of the song, but it's a sample from um, Cameo back and forth. And. Uh, I, I fucking I think it's great. You know, the mixing was in it was very instrumental. The um, the layering it's, it's very intricate. Like if you listen to the to the beat by itself, there's like maybe six or seven six or seven different layers to the song, and, and it just goes to show what a mastermind fucking VMF is. You know what I mean? Um, as far as the verses go, dude. I, I don't think there is a bad verse. Every verse is dope, but the second one is the one I find my most memorable. Um, it begins strong. It has that tongue twister. And overall, I mean, it's just a fucking party anthem. Obviously, VMF uh, produced the song. But there's two songs out there that I want to mention. Number one is another VMF track from earlier in the decade. So in 1994, VMF... Uh, did a song with MC Hammer, and I actually really like it. I think it's really dope. It's called uh, Sultry Funk. Yeah, man. And in that I, song, I was blown away when I heard that. I, when I saw that video, I was like, "What? Legend, yeah. legend status, man!" It, it's just one of those songs that, like, I think should have had a lot more praise. But I'm actually very happy that that VMF song had a music video along with it. You know, uh, especially the way that that VMF kicks it off, right? Introduce Dago Town, represent. I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" You know what I mean? That's my shit. But that beat, it had a, a lot of the same elements as this uh, song with Shadow, you know? So if anybody has a chance to go check it out, I strongly recommend looking out that BMS song with um, MC Hammer. It's called Sultry Funk. But uh, I also wanted to mention uh, that there's a remix to this song. I particularly don't like the remix as much as I like the original. But, you know, I, I, if you're a sucker for samples like I am, you know, it's kind of worth listening. Uh, the remix samples Mr. Groove by One Way. You can't be a player if you want to be a hater. You can't be a hater if you want to be a player. 
And you can definitely tell that it has elements of VMF's production. If you've heard the song About to Go Down by G-Lo and Little Rob, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's got those... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's got that element of, of that same uh, song. So I could tell that VMF really had a hand in, in that production. But again, you know, it's just Hitman making money. And, you know, it is what it is. Shadow didn't have any any input on that. That was all Manny, Hitman, Lopez, you know, just making some money uh, after that fallout. Moving on. This one more thing just thought it was funny because later on in the song it goes drunk like a bum mayhem clicks who we are so no he says drunk like a bar and mayhem click is who we are oh drunk like a bar not drunk <laughs> like a bum <laughs> just those misheard lyrics Dang, man, man. <laughs> drunk like a bar mayhem clicks who we are it's a night to remember so how many times have we had that happen to us already so um like i said i i still bumped the song the hell out of it man G Funk Jumpy approval stamp, stamp it on it. I will never skip it, man. I'm ready to Bump move it, on. Right. Ready to move on. All right, on to track number four, Apocalypse, featuring Little Rob. Man, what can I say? How many songs are straight made out of like famous movies? You know, I mean, I, I remember Duke of Earl gets used a lot, but this one right here is I hold this, uh, I hold this song very, uh, very uh, close to my heart, man. I do, and even though it doesn't bring those kinds of vibes, I this song definitely opened up my ear canals and officially, officially let Chicano rap into my life. The, this is this is the, what prompted you to buy the album, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't the first Chicano rap song I've heard, but it's the first song that made me an official Chicano rap fan, and it made okay. me want to discover more. It, it was my first time hearing Shadow rap. Now I have mm. heard of him before, just through name. But at the time, I was 13. I was not convinced of the different style of rap songs that were out, like, because I remember by, at the time, now these songs are genius. But at the time, I wasn't used with, I wasn't digging the, the little one, Night Out, Little Rob rapping to the oldie beats. That was definitely too different for me. I wasn't too much of an experienced rap listener, but on top of that. But of course, it didn't then take long for me to take appreciation for some of those songs, but, I stereotype shadow myself, so I didn't hear what he bothered to what he sounded like. Mm -hmm. But I remember, I recall the first time I heard Apocalypse and Shadow. I was at my homie's house that lived right next to Keeler Park. Uh, we were just chilling, and he just put music on, and didn't know what was coming. I wow. heard, I didn't know what was coming. I heard like the demon voice. I know my children. <laughs> you know, I heard. The Michael Myers beat, which at the time I was like, okay, I heard it, don't know from where. And then boom, Shadow just starts fucking flipping. If your ass wants to live another day, get the fuck out of the way when the lyrically slave where you're not my bones, Mr. Shadow be the one that's killing motherfuckers, putting tech on toes, shuffle one and holes. Words just fucking blew me off. He got off right away, instantly. That same weekend, went to the Spring Valley Swap Meet and bought the Tell I Die album. Didn't know the name of the album, so like I stated earlier, asked the Chicano in the booth. I said, hey, do you got that Shadow CD where he raps fast to the scary beat? Uh, my exact words. So the title for the song, I feel it's great. Uh, the beat goes perfectly in sync. Um, however, this is what maybe a lot of people may not agree with, but I feel the best Little Rob is a Little Rob under the direction of VMF and Shadow. I, I hate to say that. That's 
even though there's other versions of Little Rob that I've liked, there's other versions of Little Rob's face that I don't like, but I feel that Little Rob was on his toes when he was with Shadow. And I know it was at a young phase of his career, but I felt it was some of the better uh, Little Rob, man. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that uh, okay. having no chorus, like uh, I, I'm guessing like they do some of that demonic stuff, like reversing the words, yeah. but I feel like having no chorus is fine. Um, Little Rob surprised me in this song because, like I said, he's, uh, it's like, how can I say, he went along, he stepped in Shadow's territory in his style, and he managed to do okay. But mm -hmm. I wish, um, how Little Rob rapped Until I Die, I wish he would revisit that or just, um, tease us with that a bit because he, he definitely never revisited so that's that's just my my thoughts my thoughts you mean you mean the way he did it on mayhem click <laughs> exactly uh so let me let me bring everybody up on game because you may be aware of it or you may not or the listeners may or may not but the beat it's i think it's very instantly catchy and recognizable uh obviously it samples the uh theme song for that movie halloween which i think is probably the most recognizable aspect of that song but I, I can't fucking name the song that goes the the where the uh, theme song goes. Yeah, that that shit. It samples that part. So if you're listening, you can't really hear it when they're rapping. But at the last maybe thirty or forty seconds, you can hear it clearly because there's no vocals on it. But also, uh, and taking this a little further back. To all those people that are movie fanatics, movie buffs, and are, you know, very detailed in, you know, compositions of, of songs and stuff. I'm pretty sure that people heard Alfred, uh, sorry, Alfred uh, Hitchcock's Psycho Screech. Okay. Uh, not sure if you caught that, but um, that's from... I did not from, catch that part, but I know what you're talking about. That's from a movie called Psycho from, I think it's the 60s or the 70s. And it's a shower scene where some chick gets fucking slashed in the shower while she's uh, naked. Not sure if you're aware of it. Not aware of that no, part. Uh, I'm just man, remember I'm, of the, I'm a member, just the sound effect. That's the famous, the sound that's effect? The famous little sound effect. Yeah, they use it in a lot of pop culture movies. Yeah. Uh, memes, yep. whatever. They use yep. that a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a pop culture icon now. It, it actually got sampled in um, in a little one song with uh, G-Lo. The song's called um, Ghetto Bird. Okay. Yeah, so you can hear it there too. But um, I uh, I think what I, what I really like most of the song is the first verse where Shadow just writes the instrumental with like skillful cadence. So from, you know, I think it's that 52 seconds all the way up to 59. He's showing a lot of versatility in his tongue twisters because he's rapping with different styles of tongue twisting. It's the evilness, lyricists bringing this wickedness and message. I get my premises, witness and fall like the exorcist because I'm coming to get up like every day. You run and you hide, but you won't get away. Even though the whole Glitcher, song is Glitcher, a, Glitcher time, yeah, Glitcher time. even though it's go. a whole, it's a whole fucking tongue twister throughout the verse, there's different styles of flipping it in that tongue twister that I really liked. And I thought it showed a lot of his lyrical prowess again. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as the chorus, dude, I, I thought it was, eh, you know what I mean? Like the whole speaking in tongues or, you know, demons speaking backwards and shit. Like, I say uh, no chorus. Yeah, I, I mean, say it's, no chorus. 
yeah, there is no chorus, right? Because it's just them saying gibberish. Um, <laughs> here, here's another thing too that you may not have caught. Um, I might not, because I didn't realize it until like I listened to it like ten times, you know, in the last week. Um, on the third verse where Little Rob starts rapping, um, he I, I think it's the beginning of his verse. He goes, "It's a satanical, magical Little Rob in the shadow. We come in at you like horns. My mother regrets I was born. I know, like you like it, like porn and blah 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 blah." So he goes on for a while and. Not sure if you know, but that part of that verse got recycled in another Little Rob song called "The Wicked, Wicked, Wicked," or "The Wicked, Wicked, Wicked," whatever. Oh yeah, 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 and it goes. Dun, 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 dun. That's when like the beat kind of changes on the "Wicked, Wicked," right? Yeah, 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 and he, and he, that's like the that song in "Wicked, Wicked." That verse sticks out the most, right? Yep. Yep. Because yep. it breaks down differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So the only thing that's different is that. In the beginning, um, he replaces he Shadow's shadow. name with He doesn't battle. say Shadow. Oh, he doesn't say Shadow because in, in this one, the apocalypse, right? It says it's a satanical, magical little Robin the Shadow. We come in at you like horns. You know, uh, in the Wicked Wicked song, he goes, it's the satanical, magical little Rob in the battle. And, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, he, he, he found the word that's two syllables that sounds a lot like shadow, battle, shadow. Like, if you say it fast enough, there's almost no difference, right? There's no way to distinguish it. And in all my years of hearing those fucking songs, again, 16 years of hearing these songs, I just caught it until this fucking year, 2020. You know what I mean? I, I just, first heard I, it in 2004. I, I think I just caught it now. Yeah, you know what I mean? So this is this is why we're doing this fucking podcast, because I, I want people to understand how we hear music and things that we may have missed, you know? The first time around that we may have heard it. So, you know, that's 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 my that those are my favorite um, things to point out. Um, if I could change one thing in this this thing, there's this song. I think the the title should have been renamed as like Rap Devils. You know what I mean? Just because I don't know. I just I feel like it would go better with the song, especially because both Little Rob and Shadow say like that they hear voices right in their head. I think Little Rob says, "I hear every night. I hear voices in my head, and I do what is said," or something like that. And Shadow mentioned something about hearing voices in his head too. And I'm like, okay, like this would be a this would this would amplify the 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 song itself if the name was called like Rap Devils or something. But that's just my two cents. Um, I I don't think I had to say much on Shadow because what can I say about Shadow? He just fucking straight killed it in that song. That's all oh, I have to yeah. say about that. So that's why I, I focus more on reviewing on little rob because shadow just flat out just fucking killed it like i said that's what me saying that that's a song that got me into chicano rap officially made me want to discover more that i think that that is enough being said by me i hold that song very highly i i think the next track is probably one of the most standout tracks uh yeah you want to you want to take away lead with this one uh, okay hold on let me take a nice little swig of my pacifico right now Echale. Mm. I'm gonna take a little swig of my okay. coke and jack. There you go. All right, handle. 
Fuck Modelo. It's all about Pacifico. All right. Oh, man, you're hurting my feelings, dog. <laughs> oh, it's my bad. Oh, it's my bad. I can't Hey, but you know what? Right. Pacifico is straight, uh, straight Baja thing, so I respect that. Being from Baja myself, you know, that that's that's the shit. Right on, right on. Okay. 619-909. I, I think there's going to be no disagreement here between us. What can I say other than that Chicano and area code pride right here? Mm-hmm. Beat just makes you feel like some good shit is coming up right off the bat. I love the interaction, like rebounding off themselves in shorter verses before the actual chorus comes in. Yeah. Real good chemistry, man, mm -hmm. between the two MCs. Much props to ODM. He fucking brought it in this song. Not taking away nothing from Shadow, but he's the one that brought it, man. Yep. Uh, ODM straight solidifies and makes himself aware that, man, he's the veteran in this fucking game, you know? Uh, uh, my shit is straight legit seven years And it don't stop till my album drops I'm the fool that brought Mexicans to hip hop I brought the pride of the brown Introduced a new sound Down for the underground Oh man That that was definitely the, the more standout part of the song And then by this time I, I just realized that Shadow loves Don Perion So so I I love the chorus, man. What I I later on envisioned of the chorus that it's just Shadow and ODM just fucking rocking the mic, performing on stage, and that the crowd's reciting the fucking chorus right back to him, man. That's how strong I feel about this song, man. I, I still look at this song um, real high, man. And like I said, it's I say it's unique to San Diego and in and in the Empire. I think as soon as the beat drops and you start hearing that thick bass line. That thumping fucking background noise and then the, the synthesizer it's there i can't think of anybody that doesn't click with the song right away you know what i mean um what i find more interesting is you know the making of the song right so uh earlier we mentioned that shadow was touring with uh lighter shade around and with uh little rob and other people off of his one song well i guess the story goes in that uh I think this was with um uh tony a he mentioned that as he was recording his first album he was on tour with uh lighter shader brown and this song uh was recorded on a hotel right so in a hotel room they were waiting to go to their next car show to perform odm just happened to be walking by just pure happenstance right he was walking by heard the beat asked shadow if he could get on that bitch and you know wrote the hook right then and there they got yeah. back to the studio where VMF recorded everything. And, you know, the crazier part is that, you know, Shadow says, like, I grew up listening to these guys. To be making a song with them, like, you know, basically the ultimate fanboy thing, right? Like, you, you get to meet your idols, you get to make music with them, and, you know, you make a classic. So... Well, not only that, like, right, ac right? accomplishing something exactly. that you want to do exactly. that young. So, you know, my, my, only, my only question is, like, what would this song have sounded like had ODM not been on it, you know, had he not walked by that moment, let's say the elevator was late or somebody else got on the elevator and, you know, they ended up going to a different floor and he didn't get a chance to hear the song. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what did Tony A say that you agree with? Timing is everything. There you go. Uh, but, you know, going back to that beat, I mean, to me, the instrumental is engaging from the very moment it starts. The, th the synthesizers synchronize with the claps 
I think it adds a touch of finesse. Um, and then that sound effect, not sure if you caught on, but that's a that's a more bounce to the ounce um, sound effect. The one that goes through, 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 through. You know what I mean? You know, ah, man, like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I have a very key samples. So whenever I hear more bounce to the ounce, I can spot that bitch. You know what I mean? Um, but I agree with you, man. Verse number five, uh, by ODM is my favorite. I think he tears it up, uh, like he's never done. Cause I, I, at up to that point, I don't think he ever rapped that aggressively on a lighter shade or brown track. You know. And this one, I mean, you know, not saying that that he's gang related or anything like that, but I think he he stepped up his image. Uh, you know how like light, lighter shade of brown has a very clean image. I think on this one it was right. more of that like I <laughs> I grew up in the hood. This is how shit gets down. Yeah, exactly. Strong veteran and presence. He really did rip it up, dude. In that interview with uh, Tony A, uh, ODM says that. Had it not been for Frost, you know, dropping La Raza, he would have been the first solo Mexican artist, you know what I mean? Or solo Chicano artist. And he says that his manager said, time to go back to the drawing board. There's already a, a solo Chicano artist. And that's how he ended up. Oh, and again, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, hey, I got this other dude. So that's why they had the idea now yep. form a group, right? So Yeah. And it's wow. pure happenstance, dude. Like... It just, you know, it it's Chicano rap is just these little. <laughs> and not, not, not to take, a not to take not to take away nothing from 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 Shadow's on review now, but how much of how genius is the name? Like you know, I, I think it is. Genius you know, name. like even the the initials, right? LSOB, like it just kind of rolls off the tongue, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, rather than going with like a stereotypical name like Brown Pride, it's like okay, let's tweak the name and make it sound a little less obvious you know so you know definitely has my my seal of approval um <laughs> chicano certified yeah uh you know it's just pure happenstance and I'm, I'm glad that the rap gods that be let this song flourish you know so now what I, I'm gonna go ahead and move on with the next track, and but I would like to ask you, man. I would like your first take on me and my shadow track number six. Um, you know what? Before we go on to track number six, there's a remix called Six One Nine Oh Nine Remix, right? Obviously, it's unrelated. It's not a. Dude. It's not a part two of the song, because number one, it has a different beat. It's it's a little hard to get into, but you can get used to it, and it does not include. ODM on it. However, it does feature seldom seen, and yeah, Ass, I actually like it. Though. I, I, it kind of grew on me. So, really, I can't believe I've never heard of it. I type in six one nine nine on YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't know what made, what prompted me to look it up, but it's on one of those compilations that like there's a limited print, and so if you don't fucking know it, then you probably would never hear it. You know, so it's out there for anybody that wants to listen to it peep it uh check it out and you know let us know what you think i uh i personally prefer this one i just one more thing man i have i have a homie who uh he uh had a big uh listener chicano rap but he did listen to till i die and he did like till i die 
and uh, he used to drive a, a white Acura Integra. And he told me it was on the 54 freeway and he told me he saw Shadow driving. Hmm. And he saw Shadow driving. He said, you know, obviously his system wasn't the best, but he said he was trying to get Shadow's attention and he rolls down the window and he's bumping 619909. And he probably was trying to bang on him and shit. Fuck, just like looking at the road. Yeah, dog. But he's trying to get attention and he's pointing at at the deck of the CD player. And, you know, come on, you got winds at 70 miles per hour. Speakers probably are around. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I mean, just uh, oh, I can't, I that's funny. About that right that now, is man, funny. But, all right, let's. Uh, I'm re- I'm ready to. I'm really want to hear your opinion on me and my shadow track number six. And like that, we conclude part one of the G Funk Junkies podcast. Stay tuned for the remainder of the episode. On part two, we will cover tracks six through sixteen and give our concluding opinions on the overall album. All right, gente? Just chill till the next episode.